no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bay Centers. On today's show, we recap the Bears' 19-13 Week 6 loss against the Vikings and much, much more. What's good, Press? Hey, Dub, man. I'm chilling, bro. I'm over here uh, sipping on some wine. This Bears team, I'm listen, they ain't going to break my soul, man. I was over here listening to Beyonce earlier. And you know that song? They ain't breaking my soul, bro. I am not <laughs> letting this team do it to me. I promise you. Nope. I'm over here sipping my wine and... They kiss my ass. I, I'm not gonna be upset over this team because that this shit just continues to just get worse, man. It just like we were starting to feel confident, we were starting to feel good about this team, and then we get punched in the face again. I'm tired of getting punched in the face. That's just where I'm at. I, I want some of that damn wine you got over there, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm over here sipping good. <laughs> then I do know. I know how you sip, bro. I already know. <laughs> but how you point, doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm hanging in there, bro. I mean, I'm I'm just as disappointed as you were in this game, man. I'm about to pretty pretty much get me a drink as well. I got a little something, something going on wine wise as well, you know. Picked up a few of them, so I'm gonna go ahead and get okay, it in, there bro. There you go. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I'm so all this. I mean, just to get into it, man. 1913. This was a game that A.W. and I both thought we had a chance to win. Right now, obviously, any given Sunday, you never know what can happen. But with the Vikings coming in here. No Justin Jefferson. Our secondary was finally healthy. Our offense was clicking, man. We had two games in a row where Justin Fields and that offense was clicking. I'm thinking, hey, this might be a good opportunity for us. We're catching the Vikings at the right time. Wrong. The offense like they was on a roll, man. And I thought they can do the same thing against the Vikings, but didn't happen that way. And this game, not only did we lose, but then Justin gets knocked out of the ball game. And I'm mm. sitting up here like, man, what's going to happen there? Because we don't know how long this could be. I'm now, Maddie McFoose did say after the game that the x-rays came back negative. But he still got to get an MRI. And they said that he wanted to come back in the ball game, Dub, but he just couldn't grip the ball the right way. But I'm just saying, like, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, great. Justin getting hurt? <laughs> That's always tough, man, to lose your starting quarterback. And when you talk about not being able to grip the football, you can't do that. You just don't know how long that's going to last for us, even though it doesn't show any kind of fracture or anything like that. But knowing that you got to go through that kind of process, that just doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. So now we got a 1-5 team, A-Dub, with virtually no chance of going to the playoffs. Now, you and I didn't think this was a playoff team, but we thought that this team was going to be better than what we've seen this season. Right. I mean, bro, we can continue to see a team that's like just basically been struggling on both sides of the ball. We haven't won a divisional game under Maddie McFoose since he's been the head coach. I want you guys to listen to what I just said. This man has not won a divisional game since he's taken this team over as head coach. That's a problem. That is a huge problem, bro. You can't even win in your division? Come on, man. Where's the competition? Where's the fight? Where's the grit? You can't continue to lose ball games like that against the division, man. That's the, these are some of the most important games you can play. So, even Flus got to be better, but this is part of the reason where 
a lot of fans are asking for you to be removed as head coach. You can't have the GM talking about taking back the North. <laughs> we can't even win a game <laughs> in the damn division. I'm sorry. <laughs> this shit ain't add up, y'all. <laughs> right. No, man, we can't be talking about taking back that, man. The North, man, we can't get out the what? We can't make the first step going North, man. We got we to gotta do better than that, Prince. Bruh. Listen, man, that shit sounded so cute at the time. I'm looking back to that. Remember how we all got so fired up over those words? And we all was like, oh, man, that was such a great press conference. Now we all know, like, man, fuck that damn press conference, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you sent us all off, man, on that one, Ryan Poles. And right now, a lot of people are questioning this team overall, this franchise overall, saying, hey, can they even get the job done? And we talk about not even winning your division. You can't put together the wins. It's tough, bro. So right now, use Ryan Poles and your fools are losing credibility in Chicago. The biggest thing that's just bothering me about this ball game is the last two games. The Bears offense averaged 34 points. We could only score 13 points against a really bad Minnesota team. Minnesota's in the same boat as us. Yeah. 13 points. Duh. 13 fucking points. That's awful. The offensive line, I sat up there last week and gave them props for how they played against the commanders, and they took steps back today. They were awful in pass protection. I'm going to use the word atrocious because <laughs> I couldn't believe they took that many steps backwards, bro. I'm like, hey, man, I felt good last week. This week I'm looking like, wait, where were you all at? Did you all leave your game at home? You didn't bring it with you against the Vikings while you're at home. What's going on there? So I'm extremely disappointed with those guys on the O-line, bro. Listen, man, that offensive line, I think they, they left all that shit in D.C. Well, they need to go back and pick <laughs> that shit up because the fuck, man. And then we finally get to see Tyson Beijing. He got some action. And we're going to get into that in detail. But, Dub, just your initial impressions, obviously. What, what did you think about Tyson today? I still think Tyson has a lot to learn. I like the fact that he came out and made a couple of things happen. He's a guy that come out with high energy, you can tell. And he wants to try to make the offense go. But you can see that with some of his passing ability and some of his reads, he still got to improve in that area, right? He tried to take some shots downfield. It just it shows you that Tyson is a guy that still needs to be polished. I like his IQ in a way. I like his the fact that this kid wants to learn and get better, but it's going to take time. And I don't think he's ready just yet. No, I don't think so either. But, hey, I love his mindset. That kid's a fucking gunslinger. He don't give a yep. fuck. <laughs> he don't man he don't care bro he's gonna put it out there and let the uh, wide receivers make a play so I gotta give him credit on that but entering this ball game ain't dub like I said I talked about the fact that the secondary returned back healthy we got Bojack back got Kyler Gordon back but we knew that the offense was gonna be short on the running back side right so Roshan Johnson obviously out Travis Homer out we talked on the preview pod about Dante Foreman, Darrington Evans basically needing to be able to continue to keep the good vibes going running the football. Now, in this game, Adil, I thought that Dante Foreman was running the football well. And I feel like, once again, Luke Getze went away from what was working. No lies detected right there, Perez. Foreman was running well. I mean, we saw what he did in the fourth quarter, right? But the thing is, this is where you got to look at Luke Getze and say, hey, you got to stick with what's working, man. And I think when he deviated, that hurt the Bears even more. It's bad. I mean, like I said, we already talked about the fact that Justin Fields side of the ball game. Why not 
give a heavy dose of the run game. Yeah. I just don't I don't I don't understand. That was a prime opportunity, man. Foreman was dealing. And if anything we know is that we punish teams at the line of scrimmage running the football. I just I just don't get it, bro. Because now you set us up in a position where we're trying to do things that we're not very capable of doing, especially with a backup quarterback who is a rookie in the ballgame. Because right. now you're seeing costly turnovers. And what I tell you, A.W., we are not good enough as a team to be turning the fucking football over. Exactly. And you talk about having the backup quarterback, Chris. You want to put that backup quarterback in the best position possible to be successful. You got to ease way into the game. And I don't think Luke Gessie did a good job in that department. No, he didn't. Then we see more injuries piling up. That play with Nate Davis and, and Justin Fields collide into each other, I was sitting up there looking at that shit like, um, what the fuck happened there? I was, right. Justin slowly got up. Nate Davis didn't return to the ball game. I'm like, good Lord, man. I'm like, how does that happen? Then you see Bojack. He reaggravated that foot injury, and that's one of those things. I told you earlier in the season, I said, this is going to be an injury with Bojack, and we're probably going to see linger on with him all season. And he probably won't even play next week. And I kind of feel bad for him because you got again now, you got to look at it now that he comes back and play. You wonder where his mindset is at after having to re-aggravate it again. So this started to wear on you mentally, man. You got to keep going through this, going through therapy, trying to get yourself ready for a game. It becomes tough. So I got to feel bad for a guy like Bojack who's put his all into trying to get on the field, but somehow that foot is not right right now. I want to start by talking about the defense, and then obviously we'll segue back over to the offense. But I thought defensively, Dub, I thought that the defense played really well today, man. What was yeah. your thoughts there? I absolutely thought they played well, too, Chris. I mean, they were able to get pressure. They were able to do some good things out there. They were able to hold their own ground and only giving up pretty much 19 points. So I got to give the defense a lot of credit. I thought even Fools had his defense ready for this game. Listen, man, forcing fumbles, I always talk about it, man. Those takeaways are so important. Blocking yep. extra points. It was great to see this defense fully healthy, obviously, until Bojack went down. Right. But we were seeing some of that old-school Chicago Bears defensive grit again. And I'm telling you, I was sitting there, the meat hit me. I was over there, Dub. I was over there fucking smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, yeah, I love this. Because you know me, man. I love defense. I play defense, bro. So I'm always going to be about the defense, right? Right, and I love right. the way that they played today. There were a few penalties. And they missed some plays out there. The defense kept the Bears in this ball game today. A lot of these players that you talk a lot about that's on the payroll, make some nice money. I thought they all kind of showed up today, Perez. They put their imprint on the defensive side of the ball. So I got to give it to this guy, to this team as a unit. They came to play. They played physical, and they were actually, you know, making some good things happen, and they gave the offense a chance. And that's all you want to see happen anyway for your defense is to give your offense a chance to strike. My biggest thing, though, when I look at this defense, A-Dub, is they flipped a switch since that Denver Broncos game, and it's carried over the commander's game. I thought it was really what we saw this defense kind of like let people know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Now, despite the loss today, the third down, the Bears defense got off the field. Huge. The Vikings were held to only 220 total yards. I don't care that Justin Jefferson was out. They still got some weapons over there. They do. They held them to 220 yards, they did. And that's big props to the defense. That means, hey, in the passing game, they didn't get rattled. They were able to hold their own ground. They were also able to stop the running backs as well. 
and not let those guys run off some major yards to really hurt this team. So you got to give it to this defense, Perez. And I think they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And what they're doing right now is working. So I got to see the defense. I hope they can continue that up and keep it going. Now let's get over there to that offensive side of the ball because we got so <laughs> much to dig into there. So offensively, man, what kind of stood out to you from this game? I thought Luke Getzey had it going when he was started off with the running game. I thought he did a good job. But what I did not like was the fact that he shortened the field up because everything they did outside of running, it was all short passes and things of nature. And when you shorten mm -hmm. the field up that much, you're not going to get a lot going. And that seems like the first couple of weeks we played just like that. And it was to our demise. You don't want to play that way. So my point is, Luke Gessie and his play calling reverted back to how he was the first couple of weeks. And that did not help the Bears' offense out at all. I think the biggest thing for me was just the missed opportunities that they had out there. They had some really, they had some really solid drives that looked promising, man, but they just fell short. And for me, when your offense can't convert longer drives and turn those drives into touchdowns, and you got to basically settle, you're going to lose the football games. And time and time again, we're marching down the field, looking at 39-yard play to your boy Money Moon, right? Yeah. But we don't get into the end zone. And that was the deciding factor because on that drive, if you scored a touchdown and said a kick in the field goal, we're having a different conversation on the show right now. That was definitely huge right there, Perez. And that, those are the type of plays right there. You got to continue in – you know, and finish the drive on those plays because those what that's what come back to bite you. Not only that, but also if you able to get takeaways, you got to execute and score on those takeaways. And we didn't do a good job on that either. And then also we turned over the football before Justin left the game. He threw a pick. Tyson Beijing, fumble, pick. We are not good enough of a teammate though to continue to make these type of errors because these are self inflicted mistakes that they're making. I mean, when you're not protecting the football, bro, that's a recipe for disaster. And you've been talking about that the past few weeks about protecting the football. And then you look at the fact that, hey, we also lost the turnover battle as well. You can't mm -hmm. do that either. So if you're going to lose a turnover battle, you already put yourself behind the IA ball as well. And then also, like you said, if you turn the ball over, that's going to hurt you regardless. We got to be almost a perfect team based upon how we're constructed. And I just feel like, man, they gave away a very winnable game. Um, yeah. and that's the thing that for me right now. Why I'm just kind of sitting here just like, this shit is a joke. Because this was a game right here where I'm like, neither team wanted to win the fucking game. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, we had opportunities. You you hit it on the head, Press. We definitely had a good chance to win this game. Very tough to get out a win playing that way, that style. And we have opportunity, man. I'm not saying go out there and score 40, but we could have went out there and score at least 20. That's enough to win this game here. At the end of the day, man, the offense got to be better than this, bro, going forward. And even despite all of the things we were talking about, the Bears' offense had the ball with a chance to win the game. Yep. And that's when we came up short, right? Because what we were seeing there was, hey, they were kind of driving the football a little bit, but Tyson Beijing, he throws a duck out there to DJ Moore, and it was easily picked off by Byron Murphy. And I'm just sitting here watching that play, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, I love the aggressiveness. I love that type of shot, but man, dude, come on, man. If you ain't got nothing to put under that shit, man, don't throw that shit. <laughs> right, Perez, because that ball came up short, man. I'm like, oh, if DJ Moore don't get to that, man, it's over. And it kind of looked like when a ball like that, Perez, stayed in the air that long like it did, you kind of felt that something bad was going to happen. And you got to look at the quarterback and say, come on, Tyson, got to be better than that, bro. Got to be better than that. Because you're right, we were able to move the football and get some good things going, Perez, but that was just pretty much – 
painful to watch it end like that. And I think this is my biggest takeaway, bro, is just obviously the game was a roller coaster, but how long is Justin Fields going to be out? Like, that's something for us to take note of. Defensively, man, I love what they've done. I love the fact that, that Matt Eberflus has told me to shut my mouth because he has gone out there and turned that defense around. <laughs> the same defense we saw in the Alouettes. But I will say this. I'll take what we're doing on the defensive side of it because I like where we're going, the direction we're heading to these past couple of weeks. Look, the defense has been brilliant, but there's always room for tweaks. I've talked about this in the past with this defense, and I'm going to continue to say it. They need to do a better job of tackling. And yeah. we saw that again today. Now, I thought they had a really, really good performance against the, the Vikings today, but they continue to struggle, man, and bring it down ball carries. There were so many missed tackles out there. And when you're missing tackles, right, that allows the opposing team to move the chains that they do. And we got to be more disciplined. That's one of those things, man. When Lovey Smith was the coach of this team, when Rob Marinelli was the defensive coordinator, man, this team was disciplined, man. They made tackles. And this team right here does not tackle well, and it's plagued them all fucking season. This is a team that got a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. But if you don't do a good job in bringing down these runners, these wide receivers, they're going to torture, man, those yards at the catch or those runs. And I think you're right. We eat them in the head. We talk about us making those type of mistakes, man. There have been plenty of those that allow the first downs, bro. Make the play the first time, man. Get off the field as quickly as possible. So they got to do better in that department. Now, earlier I asked you for your thoughts on Tyson Beijing. And I thought for a guy that was making his NFL debut as, a, as an undrafted free agent rookie, I thought, you know, I thought he was – I thought he was solid. I thought, listen, I thought he threw the ball well. He did. I mean, he went 10 of 14, 83 yards. Not that we do like all that stat bullshit here, but just kind of give like just a basic, you know, breakdown there. Yeah. But he had a rushing touchdown. I think he kept the game close. He just wasn't able to get it done there at the end. I would just want people to just realize, though, watching that kid's performance out there today, he still is going up against the same issues that Justin Fields is dealing with. And yeah. I don't think that it matters about what quarterback is back there. You got to look at the process and the system that's in place is broken. We're talking about the same issues that have been going on all season. And what's the common denominator? It ain't the quarterback in this situation because Justin was hurt. You can't put it on him. People try to make it his problem. People try to tell us, oh man, you know, Justin is the issue and Justin needs to do this. And we've been telling you all on this show, yeah, we know that Justin needs to make improvements, but Justin wasn't the only problem. Right. And honestly, I don't think he's the biggest problem. He's far from it. Now, I've been saying on this show that Luke Getty, to me, is the biggest problem and the biggest reason why this team is struggling offensively. The last two weeks, we saw improvements. We saw Luke Getty that pulled his head out of his ass and was making things happen out there. I feel like they regressed today. And when you have a rookie quarterback to Adele's point, I feel like they shrink the field. They didn't do him any favors there. And they went away from running the football. This was a winnable ball game. Lugetti, this one's on you, man, because there's no reason why they lost this game, Adele. I'm sorry. A winnable game, as you talked about, and you go out there and you don't execute. And the thing is, it's the game plan. Now, I think you hit on the head to start talking about the infrastructure of how things are structured, the play call, right? How you look at that, the formations, all these different things matter. The routes, these wide receivers run. And you got to look at Luke Getzey and say, okay, what are you doing? So I look at Luke Getzey and say, okay, what are you doing to put players in position to be successful? I looked at Tyson and say he does some good things, but Luke Getzey, you didn't do him any favors. 
I mean, the kid had two turnovers. Harder because of you, the position you put him in. Let the kid warm up a little bit. Let him get a good feel of the flow of the game, right? Go on the sideline the whole game. Yeah, they took a major step back. And just for me, just to the point that I made a second ago, they got away from what worked well over the last couple of weeks, they ended up. Yeah. And they failed to make any adjustments coming out of the half. That, yes. That's your ball game. That's it. The, the way you talk about that, press adjustment-wise, I really did have hope for Luke Getty doing that. The defense makes some changes. I like what they were doing, but I didn't oh, see yeah. it on the offensive side. I'm like, well, Luke, where are you at, man? How are you being different here? And decided to do something else. So at the end of the day, this is where Luke has to be better, making adjustment, Chris. I like where you're going with that. And we couldn't get into the end zone until the fourth quarter of a football game. That is unacceptable. <laughs> this is the modern NFL. This ain't 1970, man. You got to be able to get into the end zone in the fucking beginning parts of football games if you want to have a chance. Right. <laughs> That's the part for me, A-Dub. I'm like, come on, man. This offense, man, we got to get this shit together, bro. Absolutely. You can't have your offense stinking up. Now, Tony G, he hit us up on Twitter during the game, A-Dub, and you know he's always got some funny shit to say. And right. it's kind of like piggybacking off of what you were saying. But he was like, dude, those two screen passes in a row. And he's like, to the opposite sides. He said, they failed. He was like, what do you think? The Vikings weren't going to see that shit coming? <laughs> And he's right. It's just dumb football. It's no game plan. And if that's your coaching, and if that's what they came up with after a fucking mini bye week, come on, man. That's the problem that I have. I'm like, we had a mini bye week, and this is what we come up with? This shit was like a fucking fart in the wind. And again, I'm not the offensive coordinator, so my, my verbiage around him is from a fan step from looking at the game. When you look at this offense, and you talk about how much time they had to figure out this Vikings team. You mm -hmm. hit it right on the point there, Perez. From Thursday on the way through, you got enough time to figure out what's going to work. You got all mm -hmm. that fam to look at, right? You can look at from previous games against Kansas City, whoever else, to figure out what could possibly work. And then only come back and score 13 points and not even look like you got your offense even prepared for this game. The way he even started with Justin Fields getting sacked. You're like, wait a minute, dude. Was you prepared for these dudes to blitz? <laughs> What's going on with you, Lou Getty? What's going on, man? I don't know, man. But I, like I said, bro, <laughs> this is a team, man, that's going nowhere fast. And it's one of those things right now. We're not going to go to the playoffs this season. And we're gearing up, man, to be talking about more top draft picks. And my thing is, I'm just sick of the losing, bro. We lost the last 15 out of 16 games. This is just becoming like one of those situations where People become apathetic to losing. And I said this before on this show. You don't want a culture that becomes numb to losing. You want a culture that's a winner. And right now, we're not winning at all, man. There's been so many embarrassments. We've been taking L's off the field, on the field. It's a mess. And I look at the fan base who was at the game. They all showed up. The crowd pumped as up. As always. As always. As, as the always. fans in the league. Yep, and they there, like you always talk about press, spending their hard-earned money, they at the game, and then they got to leave home feeling like, wow, why did I even show up to this game here? They're going to play this way, right? That's tough, man. It's really hard. And at some point, this team, this culture has to change, man, because you can't keep trouting out like this. And you are now on the same page, press. I don't want to get used to losing, bro. I can't take it, man. We put so much pressure on the Cubs, right, to say, hey, we tired of 100 years of losing. Well, the thing is, is that we're not going to see a change in this, man, until they strip this thing down. And like I said, 
we've been through this shit with Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace and that whole regime. And we thought we were getting a better product with the new regime. But it's just something's not working, bro. And and, uh, and it, it's just one of those things that, like, generally you can pinpoint and say, oh, it's because of this. This is why we lost. When I look at this game today, I'm just like, it's all broken. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's a sad state of affairs. Sad state of affairs. Seriously, bro, it really is. And the first thing I always look at, bro, is preparation. How are you preparing for these type of games, man, especially the division? Because something in your preparation isn't right if you lose that many that you talked about earlier. We haven't won the Eberflus in this division. Come on, man. That means something has to change in what you're doing as a head coach and your coaching staff. What are you all got doing that's different than what you've been doing previously that's going to help get a victory? And right now, it's the same old, same old. Ada, let's try to break some vibes. Should pick the energy up a little bit. Bring some positivity onto the show. Offensive game ball. What say you? I got to go with your boy, Deontay Foreman. I thought he played extremely well on the offensive side of the ball, Perez. You hit it earlier about how well he ran the ball. But it's the way he ran the ball today. He was actually picking up first downs, putting the Bears in good positions to extend the drives, man. I mean, think about it, Perez. You start the drive off. Second and four, things of that nature, right? It's, that's good. That's how you keep the momentum going right there. So I would say second, third down looked good for the Bears based upon how Foreman was running out there. So I got to say, when he got a chance to hold it down the fourth quarter, he did a good job with that, right? So he was a guy that you can depend on. Despite having all these issues with our running backs due to injuries, he was ready, he was prepared, and he came out and executed. Listen, man, I mean, he, he to me, like, he proved, like, hey, no no Kalor Herbert, no Roshan Johnson. No problem, right? Like, he, right. he went out there, did what he had to do. And I wish that he would have got more than 15 carries because him in the second half running that football, bro, he had some really, really good runs there. Mm -hmm. Secure some first downs and some really vital parts of the game. And even Darrington Evans. I thought he also had a yeah. decent, decent game running the football. They did well, Perez. And to your point, man, I wish we'd have seen more of it. Got to get the ball to people when it's working. And that's my whole point, though, is he goes away from the running game so much, man. Like, on that drive, they could have ran the ball some more. They yeah. had time. Absolutely. I just don't understand. I just don't understand the approach, bro. <laughs> Luke Getzey being Luke Getzey. <laughs> yep, and that's why I don't call him Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> ouch, ouch, you got me there, man. You got me there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Right, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give my game ball to Tyson Beja. Now, I know that he threw the pick at the end and pretty much sealed the game for the Vikings. But I thought that, man, he showed some pretty good promise, man, for a kid that got thrown into a, a very tough situation, right? Because yeah. obviously... They were game planning as Justin being the starter all week, which right. obviously they should be. But he came in there, man. I thought he stepped it up, man. I thought, like I said, throwing the football, he was accurate for the most part. He scored that rushing touchdown. And like I said, if we're going to probably be missing Justin Fields for a little bit, I got confidence that if he has to go out there against the Raiders, that he's going to give us a good effort, especially with probably a week of – of concentrated practice and knowing that he's going to be the guy and the game plan is going to be basically built around what he does best. Yeah. I have confidence that he can get it done. I'm with you there, Perez. I mean, that kid has the next play mentality. If you go out yep. there and throw something that isn't on par, he'd come out there next play like this is 
like it's his last play and give it his all. So I like that kind of that kid with that kind of confidence, that kind of poise. I think he'll do just fine, Perez. And I think I wouldn't mind seeing him come out there again and give a great effort. So I like what he did in his first game here. I think he can be better. I think he knows that as well. But I think the big state for me is not only he pumped life into that offense, he put some energy into that stadium. And I think yeah. that that was like a, that was a good thing to see. See him help move this team downfield, get a good drive going. Hey, I got to give it to Tyson. He actually was at the hem of that. So good for him, man. All right, I'm going to give my defensive game ball to Tremaine Edmonds, A-Dub. Now, obviously, earlier, I said that the Bears defense had their best game of the season. And I thought Tremaine Edmonds was a big reason why, bro. Woo. Six tackles, pass breakup, you know what I mean? He had the only turnover on the on the, on the afternoon for the defense. Yeah. And guess what? He you know, And guess why he made that play? Because his linebacker tandem partner, T.J. Edwards, got his hand on Kirk Cousins. So my thing is, to the point that you made earlier, the offense was unable to capitalize on that opportunity the Bears defense gave them. But I was really encouraged by what we saw from the defense and love the fact that Tremaine Edmonds, who I called out, um, hey, <laughs> I like that you responded. I like that you showing us why Ryan Post gave you that $72 million. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds, he did a good job in coverage. You're right, Perez. He done a good job at being right there to get tackles. I mean, the guy was, you know, doing his thing, man. And this is probably one of the best games I've seen him play this season. So I was happy for Tremaine Edmonds, man. I want to see him continue with that. But you get another head. We talk about T.J. Edwards, bro. He brought it the day, too. So just seeing him, you know, put that pressure out there on Kirk Cousins, man, those two guys who making the bread was out there playing some good ball today on defense. But my game ball on defense got to go to Justin Jones. I thought Justin Ooh, Jones. That's a good one, man, because he was on that milk card for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he was, friends. And I thought he had his best game. Against the Vikings, you know, he came out there. You saw him getting tackles for losses, spreads, stopping the run, being in the backfield. He kind of lived there a little bit. So I got to give Justin Jones credit for that, Perez. Also out there, man, putting a nice little hit out there on Kirk Cousins. I said, okay, Justin Jones, this is what we're talking about. This is what Perez has been talking about for a while, what we need out of you. We need to see more of that. Hey, that's a great recipient, man. He, he was making shit happen out there. And honestly, bro. He was a big reason why Minnesota wasn't able to get much going in that running game. So, hey, salute to Justin Jones, man. I mean, shit, I wish he'd been doing that more. But, hey, props to him, man. He played his ass off today. So, all we're looking for for him, Perez, like you said, man, that consistency. Duplicate this effort ongoing. That, that kid, Zach Pickens, he ain't playing around. <laughs> no, he ain't. He ain't. Boy, ain't he a bad boy? <laughs> yes, he is, man. I love Zach Pickens, bro. We're going to see a lot of great things out of this kid, man, in the future. I tried to tell them, man, when they drafted him. I tried to tell y'all audience, yeah, go just go back to the tape. See, we got receipts over here. Yep. Remember what I told them about Zach Davis. He is a bad boy. Chris, you didn't say nobody off when you were saying that, bro. You spoke highly of the kid, but I definitely understand and I see why, man. Hey, look, this kid got a really good chance to be very good on the defensive side of the ball, bro. Really good. All right, A.W., who is your bear down, your underperformer for week six? Your boy... Cody Whitehair. Hey, my was... boy. Hey, my damn boy. <laughs> Listen, man, I, ain't, I don't have one single friend named Cody, A-Double, all right? Don't even play with me. 
You boy, know, you man. Me you just made me mad, boy. Don't play with me like that. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, look, I almost made you spill that wine over there, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spilled my damn wine fucking with you. Right? <laughs> Cody Whitehair played terrible today, bro. I mean, even on the snaps. I'm like, hey, man, snap the ball the right way, man. Come on, man. What you doing? What's up with these low snaps, man? I mean, he just didn't, he just didn't perform well, Perez, on that old line, man. And he didn't do a good job at blocking. You know, it didn't help create any good running holes. I'm like, dude, you're just not having a good game, man, to the point to where they had to take you out the game, man. So, Cody Whitehead, you got to be better than that, man. If you're going to be at the center, you got to perform better than this, bro. Yeah, he was awful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bro. I was sitting there looking at those snaps to the point that you just made. I'm like, what are we doing? What is the what in the hell is he doing, bro? I mean, bro, this has to be the end of his time here in Chicago. I mean, you gotta think about it, right? You right. got Tevin Jenkins back in left guard. Cody Whitehair has not done well at the center position. It's only a matter of time before they're just like, you know what, fuck this shit. This shit ain't working out. Right. I mean, not just the bad snaps they dub. That false start on third and one. <laughs> what happened, bro? Like, what are you doing, man? I was confused. I'm like, not him, man. Did they, did they call the wrong number, bro? Look at it again and say, oh, yeah, that's his ass. Oh, no. Can't do that, Cody. And then he would get replaced by Lucas Patrick at center. And the media asked, even Fus about that. He said it wasn't due to the bad snaps, but because Tyson Beijing is more familiar with Lucas Patrick. And I'm sitting up here like, okay, that could be true, but come on, man. Come on now. <laughs> like, that man needs to be pulled from that ball game. And honestly, he shouldn't start next week. He always making these comments, bro, because he don't want to throw anybody on the bus. You know how he do, Perez. He, he always trying to shy away from that, and he don't want to hurt the guy's confidence. But the man, the proof is in the pudding. You found this film from Vikings game, you're going to see how bad Cody Wire played. played. And you're going to be saying to yourself, even Flues, hey, I'm going a different direction right now. So I get it. You want to come out to us and say all the right things. But, man. It was tough watching Cody White here out there. Yeah, that shit was fucking brutal. My underperformer, I'm going to keep it on the offensive line with you, A-Dub. So you called out Cody White here. I was going to call out the offensive line as a whole when it comes to pass protection. Yeah. Again, last week, I gave them their props and said that game against the commanders, that offensive line looked really fucking good. But they showed their damn true colors today against the damn Vikings. Remember when we were younger? Hey, your mom and me, we talked about this before. And they'd be like, hey, when you're in public, you represent me, right? But when the Bears offensive line, they showed their damn asses today. They acted a goddamn fool. And they embarrassed us all. Five sacks for the Minnesota Vikings defense, they did. Two on the opening series. I'm sitting up there on the opening series. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? Justin Fields got sacked four times. He had pressure throughout the whole time he was out there. And guess what? When the pass protection is breaking down like that, it's going to affect the passing game. Right. And then what? Ultimately, your quarterback is injured. And that injury is something that could probably keep him out for multiple games. That is why it's important to be able to protect your quarterback. Justin Fields has been sacked too often in his career four times. Come on, man. That's just unacceptable. And, Prez, I'm glad you brought that part of it up because I was concerned about Justin Fields early in that game. Could potentially get hurt. So I was not surprised to see him get hurt. But it was like, man, you kind of saw it coming, though, on so many hits he was taking. And you got to look at that old line and say, guys, what are you doing to help out your quarterback? You're allowing this guy to be on the island by himself, man. You're going to get Justin Fields 
hurt. And some of these hits was coming from his blind side. I'm like, man, the, you, the dude don't even see that hit coming. So those are the ones that hurt the most on your quarterback when you don't even see it coming. This is further proof of why I feel like this coaching staff will not be here next season. And I know that we got the cute little win against the commanders and they kind of kept the firing squad away from Matty Berflus for a little bit. There's no way he's surviving this season. There's no fucking way. There were too many expectations for this team. Like I said, not to go to the playoffs, but we were expecting to see progress and we were expecting to see significant improvements on both sides of the football. That is not what we're seeing right now. This shit has been a joke. And that whole staff needs to be let go this offseason, if not sooner. When you losing like this, Perez, you can get started on what you want to do for the future. Ryan Poles has a good chance right now to start preparing for the future. So they decide to go in a different direction with letting go of these, letting go of Matt Eberflus. Wouldn't be a bad idea at this point. I understand it's not that you and I talked about before, Perez. It's not logical. They always do this. But if they did, it would not hurt anything at all. So the Bears need to be preparing on how they see Eberflus and really think about what can this dude contribute to this team going forward. Because right now, it's not a good look. I get it. He's good at defense-wise and putting some schemes together. But that makes him a defensive coordinator. Does not make him a head coach. That's my point exactly. Yeah, great. Go back to being a defensive coordinator. Get the fuck out of my city. <laughs> That's all I got to say on that one. Fair enough. Now, audience, <laughs> next week, we got the Las Vegas Raiders coming in here. And this is a team right here, A-Dub, that they've had their own turmoil. But A-Dub and I, we're going to do some film work this week, and we'll do a preview pod for you guys, and we'll come up with all these things of – Oh, man, if they do this and they do that, then they'll be in position to – listen, man, all that shit sounds good in theory. But until this damn team takes a real big look in the mirror, each week all we're going to continue to keep seeing is L's. Each week all we're going to continue to see is L's building up, building up. This fan base deserves better. We all deserve better. I talk about it all the time. Those fans that showed up to that game today – I wish they'd have found something better to do with their Sunday. I really did. But I'll tell you one thing. Those fans who show up today, Perez, they're going to be miserable going to work on Monday. It's just tough watching the team play like that. And I do, I really do feel bad for that fan base who was out there, man. I saw people with skull, uh, skull caps on and everything else, man. Standing that cold weather, cheering this team on, only to watch this team lose again. That's tough, man. Very tough on the fan base. Yeah, not just the people that was there. I just gave – I wanted to give them some props because, listen, they put their money on the line, their time and all that kind of stuff. But, listen, you got fans from all over the fucking world that are watching that game today and being disappointed by this team, man. It, it's yeah. just it, – we just deserve better. And, and Bears Twitter is going to be super toxic this week, so I'm staying off of it. Just a heads up to anybody to try to get in touch with us. We off that shit, man, because I, I just don't have time for the nonsense – you know what I'm saying? You, anytime you post anything, somebody got some smart to say, and I'm like, listen, you wouldn't say that shit to my face, so right. I just don't have time <laughs> for that type of energy. You know what I mean, dude? I don't I'm have time you. for that type of energy, man. I'm, I'm grown over here, right? We don't play childish games. So, you know, people that sit over here, they want to sit behind a, <laughs> a computer, and they want to talk tough to people, yeah, okay. All right, we'll see. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Listen, me and A-Dub, we ain't hard to find. We in Soldier Field every fucking home game. Don't play, all right? Don't play. Hey, to your point, Perez, we're easy to find, man. But you're right. We don't really go with all the trolling kind of a thing. We don't play those type of games. So you and I on the same page, bro. Yeah, man. So like I said, man, we off that. This week's going to be heavily toxic on that shit. And 
Hey, we're going to break down some film this week. And audience, like I said, man, we're going to holler at y'all a little bit later on in the week. And we're going to have some thoughts. And, and we're going to break down this upcoming against the Raiders. And a couple of our listeners, we found out are going to be at the Raiders game. My boy Eric Kremis, cousin Heidi going to be in the building. So, you Woo! know what I'm saying? We'll get a chance to pull up with them and, and hang out with them. So, listen, we're looking forward to that. And dub, hopefully, man, the Bears do not send cousin Heidi back to Mexico with a loss. I hope not, man. Cousin Heidi traveling this far to watch the Bears play live. Get a win for Cousin Heidi, man. Come on, Bears. Show up. Yes, sir. Well, listen, audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. Until later in the week, we are out.